Hello, welcome to another film stuff where we talk about filmy things. And today's episode is sponsored by whiskey. It's whiskey. kind of a boozy. It's a boozy day. So today I am drinking Yamazaki, twelve year. Mm-hmm. And I'm drinking Statement, uh-huh. Old Forester Statesman uh-huh. edition. When the movie Kingsman came out in the second one the golden circle where when was it where is it it's kentucky, like kentucky kentucky. Yeah, kentucky it's like a it's like a american version of kings oh, yeah they were called the statesmen mm-hmm. and so old forester came out with a statesman blend like for the movie i thought this is amazing yeah so and that's it oh how much music is actually important how important is it yeah very important it's i think how percentage why percentage wise mm-hmm. okay so here's what i think if you are cutting a scene together and it doesn't work without music i think you should rethink your scene if the scene doesn't work without music you don't have much there Mm -hmm. if my choice is between no music at all and the wrong music i'll choose no music at all Mm -hmm. but if my choice is between having music and not having music of course i'll take music because the emotional aspects of a story are really really hard to convey and that's why we have cinema, where we try and make people feel things that we can't exactly explain into words exactly how we feel about them. And music is also another art form that allows you to express feelings that are maybe a little bit more complicated than just happy or just sad or just confused or just whatever. Yeah, It's exactly. shades of degrees. Mm-hmm. I think the very first reason why it's important is it sets what the message is. Is it sad? Is it happy? So it actually leads people into what they are supposed to feel it could be very useful it could be ruining the moment like sometimes in a cheesy drama you know Mm. it's gonna be sad and they're all has this like it's not that sad but when the music is sad it carries on the emotions it's very fine line between tricking people and using it wisely Mm, i think that's definitely true when it's done right music enhances a scene Mm -hmm. and when it's done wrong it distracts and it takes away i think if you use it right it's like it's perfect there's certain music that's happy and there's certain chords that's sad. It's like, it's just theory. It's music theory, mm. right? But if you use the music not in a typical way, mm. like for instance, it's a sad scene, but you're not like... That's true. You don't always have to be literal. You can contrast exactly. with music as well. So, or... 100%. Right? No, that's totally right. So I think that's my second reason. There's expected music and then there's unexpected music. And sometimes unexpected music can take you to a place you didn't anticipate going. A sad scene doesn't always have to have sad music, for example, in order for it to be a sad scene. Sometimes it's even more impactful if it's a hopeful theme during a sad moment. That can make you feel even sadder than if you played sad music. I also think what you can do is like in longer term films, you can add what are called motifs. Motifs. So you have a song that is associated with a particular character. Mm-hmm. Or you could have a suite of instruments that you use across the whole thing. Mm. And then you can bring, oh, this one has the full orchestra backing. This one only has some of the instrumentation. And what you can do over a longer period of time when you start to do that is that you can subconsciously remind the audience of things, even when they don't realize that they're doing it. Like Probably the best example is maybe like Harry Potter. Whenever there's something that's dark magic, they play like the Voldemort like... And you're like, oh, this has to do with Voldemort, even though <laughs> they don't actually say it. it. They subconsciously giving you hints. Because there's a Voldemort motif. Those sounds become associated with certain characters and emotions right you can build up it's another tool to direct attention Mm -hmm. subconsciously and that's all that framing is that's all that focus is that's all that coloring is is to direct attention and to highlight certain aspects 
Well, we write a script. We usually have a pretty solid idea of what kind of music we're going to want. Yeah. I think we consider music as our first kind of tool. Like the first thing we look at. It is. We don't do much color correction. We don't really do any tricks like camera Mm. tricks. We really try to get our music right. And it's the most grueling Part. It is. It's hours and hours of searching things that it we is. want. I'll, I'll say this all the time to Susie. I want something really percussive for this picture. I think it'll be really good. Honestly, when you say percussion, I really don't know what percussion <laughs> is still. I'm like, is it? Is it? Is it? What is percussion? Mm-hmm. But whatever. Or like, why don't we go with a light jazz? And Susie hates it. Every time I add classical music, she no, no, eye rolls. No. Like, ugh, classical again. No. Classical music works really well with our framing mm. and our video concept and our story. I got that. I want us to experiment. I want us to get out of our comfort zone to experiment with music. And that's why I think, can we go outside of classical music? Because classical music is beautiful. I think it's much more delicate. It definitely has romance. He had sadness. He has like, there's a lot of different ways they actually say it's very complex music. I love using it. However, I want it to be more, let's get out of our comfort zone Mm. and try new things. We had a friend who told us that his favorite video of all of ours was the sparkly video. Hmm. Both of us, like, now we go back and look at it. We're like, what were we thinking? I can't even watch it again. Like, I don't, I don't watch my videos again. Lee does. But it's like so weird. Why do we thought it was a good idea? I know, but I love it. It's weird, but I love it. And because it's so out of the box and we wouldn't have done that. That was such early days. We didn't have a style. We didn't have a format. We didn't have classical. We didn't have the single point perspective. We hadn't really gotten in a groove yet. And so it was so creative and out of the box. And I feel like now every time we sit down to write a script, it's like Susie Susie and Lee. Lee. It's like, oh no. (laughs) So I think you're right. Especially when it comes to music, when we try and make a playlist as well, we have a couple of playlists we've made. I always kind of go back to the same rut because I just, that's how they're associated in my mind. And then Susie is totally different. Mm -hmm. So when you put us together, you get interesting and surprising combinations. Biggest question, what is this music? And where did you purchase Mm. it? So here's what most YouTubers do. There is a YouTube audio library that is available to all creators for free. Now you can't use that in other videos, but that's licensed to be used on YouTube. As a platform, not in Facebook, not not on Facebook, not on Instagram, not Snapchat, not in your school project, or Twitter, or your presentation, or your short film. No, no, no. There's Mm. a lot of great stuff in it. Mm. The problem with the YouTube library is everybody uses the YouTube library. The fact is, if you recognize a song that we put in our videos, it immediately takes you out of the video. That's why filmmakers should not use pop songs. Yes, that is exactly the reason why you should stay away from pop songs. Not only does it date your film, it immediately takes the viewer out of your film. Yeah, because people are like bobbing your heads rather than... Stay away. Yeah. If you want that kind of electronic hip-hop... Cool vibe. Cool vibes drone music. We, we call, call it, it cool vibe drone music because like everybody uses like electronica, cool music. And that is what everybody uses on SoundCloud. If you go to SoundCloud, there's a lot of indie artists. Tons of artists give away Great their stuff artists, for free. Yeah. So most of them have free downloads if you just retweet their stuff or if you put them in the comments of their video. So that's another place that people get it. And then the last place is you have these marketplaces where you can buy individual tracks. You can buy a license for a one-time video use of a track. And Vato Marketplace is a really big one. Audio Blocks is another one. Musicbed is a little bit more expensive, a little bit higher quality, but there's tons of sites like that. If you just search royalty-free music, they all pop up. 
We have a thing that I call the music game. This is not really a game. It's like a, it's her habit. It's like a, almost like a tick. She has to have this commentary that what it feels like. And it's so funny. I think it's super funny. It's like it's honestly it's like unconscious thing. She, no, he does, I don't so sit down and plan to do it. It just yeah, comes, it comes out, out of me when I'm looking for music. And then she's like, "Oh, this sounds like this, and this sounds like this, and this sounds this." And it's like it's kind of heartbroken because I think, "Oh, this music will perfectly work with the sin." And then she's like, "No, this is perfect." And it just ruins, and it's totally right. So I think it would be fun to share the moments of it. I was like, so not. This is like we're in the learned halls of education. Here at Jared High, we provide preparatory services to students of all abilities and learning levels. If you would like to send your child here, please speak with our admissions officers. They are well prepared for all of your questions. Thank you. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, look, a serial killer. That is a serial killer for sure. I like how it's Come called- Come play with me! <laughs> it's even called a serial killer track oh, name. Oh my god. What could be a good scene for this? Fight Night on Friday, now featuring <laughs> Susie, the tiny Asian girl, versus me, the tiny white girl. Blood will be spilled! Tickets only $9.99 and available at interpark.co.kr that's, <laughs> that's what that one sounds like to That's me. good. That was good. <laughs> I'm a badass motherfucker gonna kill everyone. <laughs> All those zombies f***ed with me but now there's gonna be none. <laughs> That was a good lyric. Take my machete. Don't forget to take off their hands. Cause that's the only way you can kill the zombies dead. I'm gonna kill them all dead. Why is it a zombie? I don't know. It feels like a zombie. I don't know. Oh, this is nice. This is something we'd actually use. Yeah. I think. You know what it does kind of remind me of? This is like to me like this you know, it feels like the plumbus, directions for the plumbus. Like here's how you make a plumbus. Like it's like a little bit cool, but also like a little bit, a little bit awkward. So it's kind of like nonsense like you must juice the flea properly in order to get the best use out of a plumbus. It's like a flexible piece of music. Yeah. You could probably use this in a couple different mm -hmm. situations to mean different things, and it, instead of the music leading the emotion, the scene will lead the emotion, and you'll fill it into the music. Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't like it when they're overly sad or when they're overly mm -hmm. happy or overly upbeat. I like music that's a little bit more ambiguous, ambiguous because it lets the scene speak for itself instead of the the music telling you how to feel about it. The scene tells you how to feel about it, and then you take whatever nuanced emotion and find it in the music. That's exactly like my type of it's a little bit awkward it's a little bit upbeat it's a little bit sad it could kind of go either way mm. that's the kind of stuff i look for when we're deciding which music gets the final stay in our video how do you decide that that's the artsy part it's hard to put it into words and it's hard to describe it in words but i will try to do my best like honestly i don't think about that much about it 
It's not about thinking, it's like, oh, my direction, is it what I want to tell? Most of the time, no, I just feel like it matches. Is it what I feel like it wants to do? And it, does it work with the scene before and after the scene? You know, it, it, does it match the whole thing? Most of the time, I say, go with it. Do you have a different opinion? No, I mean, that's a very, that's a very Walter Merch answer. Who's Walter Moore? Cool. He's a, he's a very good editor, and he's very famous. He's written a lot of editing books. Did you ever see Cold Mountain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he edited that. Oh, in the final cut. Final cut. He says there's only one first. That's his sort of line. And when he watches the dailies, he takes really, really, really specific notes about how each clip made him feel, because you'll get in there and you'll get lost in the footage, and you only get one first time of seeing a clip. And I think the same is true with music. Like exactly what you're describing. You put it in there, and it hits you. It works, or uh uh-uh, doesn't work. You'll watch it again and again and again, and your feeling about it will change. But that first time is almost always right because mm-hmm. that's what the audience feels when they watch it the first time. That's true. So you got to pay attention to how you feel that first time you watch it. Ugh, too much. Mm-hmm. Or, ooh, not the right genre. Or, mm, I think we could do better. That's usually our no. And our yes is like, yes, I love it. Or, haha, that's so funny. Let's watch it again. Or, boom, timing is perfect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you a couple examples. One is when we were shooting our Turning 30 video. Mm-hmm. We had a couple different song choices for that opening sequence too, right? That's correct. And we went with the traditional quote-unquote awkward type of music, which is like, this... Bom, 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 yeah. bom. Pizzicato strings, the kind of stuff you see in cartoons in the 60s, like Tom and Jerry, like creepy, sneaky music it's sometimes called. It's pizzicato strings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that. We found a song that works, and it's exactly that style, but it's totally expected. So then we put this other thing underneath, which was more like a little overly dramatic. <laughs> She thought the shock of it would wear off. But it didn't. And we weren't sure if it was going to be too much, but what it also... What genre was it? It has this, like, we called it Transylvania Castle. Like, it has this kind of, like, vampire <laughs> oh, yeah, feel. Yeah, it's like, it felt like a Dracula, like, tried right. to, like... But what was really funny about it is it also sounded like a funeral dirge. Exactly. So we thought, like, there's an undertone to it of, like, the world has come to an end. We're calling to mind the realization that you're mortal and you're going to die, <laughs> which gives it another layer of meaning. If we just had the sneaky, awkward music, it would be funny. It's totally fine. It, it would, would totally work. Fine. Yeah. But it loses that second layer of meaning. We definitely were not sure, 100% sure when we chose that music. No, we weren't. We were second guessing. I thought we loved it-, it. We both loved it. And then sometimes our weirdness or we are we fear that our weirdness would not translate really well mm. and we just made a choice and nobody actually commented no, on it that's a bonus yes if no one's like oh my god i hated that song then we're like all right we got away with it exactly <laughs> good job Susie. and i like we watched that that documentary about uh score this was it called or something about yeah, the yeah. Hans, Zimmer. Hans Zimmer and like all the it was a documentary about all the musical amazing. scores and it was so amazing they talked about jaws that And they talked about like that very famous music score. And Steven Spielberg was like, oh, like I want something like kind of tense. And then they played it for him. And he was like, first of all, it's too simple. Second of all, this is like not what I had in mind at all. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. And he wasn't sure about it. And he was ambivalent. And then they actually published it. And then it became one of the most iconic film scores ever. That is like the trademark tension film score. But at the time, Spielberg was like, 
what the hell are you doing? But it was something unexpected. It was something that added this whole other layer and it's become, it was so good, it's become its own thing. Jaws is indistinguishable from that musical cue now. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to our long, 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 long. I know, and we didn't even get through everything we wanted to say. We'll have to do another one. Yeah. Music is definitely a rich subject we want to tackle into. You know, today we talked about more of the artsy side. How do you know when a music is right? How do you pick the right song? How, you know, a lot of the things that can't really be explained that well in words that are mostly gut feel, that's the art side. But there's still this whole other side of craftsmanship craftsmanship that we should probably talk about too. The next episode for the music film stuff will be about some really technical music editing and how Lee cuts mm. all the pieces together and sound mixing. Mm. Look forward to it and... We don't know if it's going to be next. Who knows? It might be a couple <laughs> episodes later. <laughs> and Lee keeps trying to sneak in Jim, Jim Carrey episode. <laughs> we recorded this thing about Jim Carrey and I'm like, it's edited. And I put it on Dropbox. And I'm like, Susie, you can listen to it. It's ready to go. And then every time we have to like publish a new film stuff, I'm like, the Jim Carrey episode is ready. <laughs> Susie's like, no. <laughs> This is basically our artistic partnership here, in a nutshell. Is I'm like, ooh, this thing! And Susie's like, no. (laughs) That's it, in a nutshell, guys. Also, shout out to uh, the three of you that left us amazing reviews on iTunes. Amazing. We really enjoyed that. That was Mm -hmm. awesome. Dana asked if we were ever going to do a longer form episode. We sort of feel like over 30 minutes is like a little bit too much to ask people to commit to a podcast. Exactly. I don't commute to other people's 30-minute podcasts. Why should I ask? So we're trying to keep it under 30 minutes. But if you guys feel the same way she does and want something that's a little bit yeah, longer, let us know. Let us know. The best way to do that is in an iTunes review. Because oh my it, God, yes. It helps our podcast look better to the internet. Yes, please. You could also just, you know, tweet us or send us an email. But yeah, people have been tweeting us a few responses mm. to our Afrofuturism. Yeah, that's Thank been you. fun. It's been fun. We love them. We'll... Tr- <laughs> 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 Bye. <laughs> and scene.